Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So uh, yeah, what's uh, how are you guys doing? Happy Saturday! And we're, Happy Saturday! We're all together for a victory Saturday. Oh, oh wait, no. yeah, no, we don't have one of those tonight. So we are the Uncle Puckers, Chris, Dan, Bob, and Tony. Thank you so much for checking us out. We are going to dive into pretty much the game that just ended against the Lightning, which uh, saw the Devils lose six to three. And uh, we're going to talk about that because I'm still trying to process exactly what it was that I just saw. So It's kind of like uh, therapy at this point, you know? We're like kind of a therapy group for each other. Yeah, we are. So why don't we start with Dr. Bob and uh, you can give us your, um, I guess, clinical analysis of this game. <laughs> uh, just not enough, man. I mean, first period was A fourth decent. period is what you're saying. Yeah. We should yeah. have played a fourth. I think we should have played a fourth. Or just we insert probably that. probably would have lost eight to three. Insert that where the second period goes, <laughs> and then maybe something good could have happened here. Right. Uh, don't understand their starts. Don't understand constantly giving up the first goal. Uh, you know, a, a few of the plays tonight were directly on, on our D. I thought um, at crucial times, too. I thought, you know, the first one was kind of Nemec just standing around, letting Stamkos just poke in that one after we just cut the deficit to one. Uh, that was a bonehead play, not nearly as bad as Ball's perfect pass uh, to point, which <laughs> basically ended the game at that point. And even to a lesser degree, Luke Hughes, I know, that, I know that, you know, our goalie was pulled and he was trying to make stuff happen, but just kind of blindly threw that up to the blue line. It was just capped off, and that started the 18 empty netters that they put on. So, um you know, we got a lot of guys out, but it just didn't – they just continue to always make one, two, or three very bad plays and uh, always seem to be taking a period off at least. And uh, it's getting really hard to watch. And, you know, I did look at the lineup today, and I, I didn't recognize half of the names. At least <laughs> at least if in the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have. So there's definitely something to that. But this is – there were still a lot of key guys that we did have available, and I was getting really frustrated with them as the game went on. And then – Heischer and Brat and Foley, they all, you know, kind of stepped up. Uh, VTech was absolutely awesome, I thought. I don't think much can be blamed on him. I think he had 40 um, just, shots, you know. I didn't get a chance to listen. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to what you guys talked about last night. But, yeah, something definitely needs to change. Something is still broken. Tone, your turn. Well, you know, like Bobby said, looking at the lineup for tonight, it was definitely a lot of devils we don't know. Um just disappointing a ball you know you can't make that mistake i mean that to me that was actually the the knife in the back you know you (laughs) missed it good that was actually the knife in the back right there i think you know and you got to put that on his stick majorly because 
we were coming back. Who knows if we would have came back? We are, you know, we have 16 comes back this year. We're the second most in the NHL doing it, so we can do it. We know that, but that was just you can't make that mistake. And like you mentioned, Bob, use just too many mistakes. I know there's injuries, and I, you know, I definitely believe in the injuries are a part of it. But it's also second period sucked, like you said, Chris. Vanacek actually showed up tonight and made some really big saves, but it didn't matter because, you know, just a shit show at the end, man. You know, when you're losing guys like Jack Hughes and, and you know, Dougie Hamilton, guys like that, you you are losing that offense. Um, but that's no excuse for the way that they play sometimes. They are just so soft and they it's like, it is so easy to just wrestle momentum right back away from them. Like there's no killer instinct, you know, when they scored that goal and then just to give it right back to them and make it three to one a minute later, like that's happened way too many times. Now on a positive note, we didn't give up six after they scored. So that's good. You know, it took the whole game to give them six, but you know, usually we do it in a matter of like four minutes in the second period somewhere. Um, but yeah, we wasted a good start from VTech. Um, he looked good and the guys that did show up, showed up too late. I thought the, I honestly thought that Alex Holtz was probably the best skater out there tonight. Um, I thought he was making some into that more too. Didn't yeah, I feel mean, like I you th- guys were watching the doubles from like three years ago or four years ago tonight. It was just like, just disappointing. Just a momentum gets pulled out. Like you said, right away. That was just, that I'm just felt to like feel I, that all the time now. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe for this entire season right now. They're not fun to watch anymore. They really have turned into just, you know, a team that if they did happen, and and this is the thing, like you have the opportunity right here, right now, like everybody's losing. You can forget about a wild card. You can move into the top three of the Metropolitan Division and you just refuse to fucking do it. You know, and they come into this game. I thought they played really good in the first. It's zero zero, but you just kind of like as a Devil fan, you're watching and you know, just like if they get the first one, which they will, because they always score first on us, any team, not just Tampa. I'm saying, and uh, you know, we just don't have a, we don't have any. I know that they don't stop playing. I get that. You know, that was like the big theme of the night. Like you know, the Devils don't stop. They don't right, quit. Well, quit. sure, but. But the bottom line is you shouldn't be down two or three goals it's always too in the third late. period. They don't stop the making mistakes. Game. Yeah. They're putting right. that push through, and you're like, where was that push in that second period instead of in the third period when you're already down? Yeah. It's getting very frustrating. I'm feeling it from other fans, too. You know, I, I, uh, I, tonight, I did not see the game tonight. I went to uh, the Count Basie Theater, saw the Craig Ferguson. So, anyway, as it lets out, How I'm was just that? hanging out. It was pretty good. You know, I haven't like ever seen a stand-up to be quite honest i just knew him from his old tv show but i didn't even know, you know he did stand up yeah you know i guess uh he is and it was it was all right it's pretty good um but i'm in the lobby i'm waiting for everybody to come out of the bathroom and everything and i'm just standing there and i noticed this dude's got a you know a devil's shirt on not a jersey but a shirt on so i'm just you know look across i'm like dude what's up with the devils and you know well first he gave me like what are you a ranger fan and you know because nice. We're in New Jersey, so <laughs> that's always possible that I'm some Ranger fan giving him right. shit. But I'm like, no, man, I'm a Devil fan. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know, it's horrible, you know. So I think the fans are really feeling it. Like, what the fuck? Like, let's get this going already. You know, it's starting to. The frustration is really starting to come out. I think among everyone, I even hear it. Like, and and I didn't see tonight's game, but I thought the previous game they were just 
the announcers you could hear like everybody in that booth frustrated with them oh yeah it's just un- they're just trying to keep down like danico's like you can't do that and he's just like all right all right all right just he's trying yeah, to Dan, you would, you'd be moment. happy if you were a ranger fan tonight because they won carolina won you know i mean right. it's, it's right. really the, i'm not worried know. about them i'm looking at the flyers they friggin lost yeah. they've been losing they lost, uh, you know, and and we cannot gain any ground. Um, and look, you know, this could be the best thing for the fans to have a week off, to not yeah. have to deal with the frustration of oh, this yes. team, whether or not they're going to get their shit together after the All-Star break. I mean, I guess guys are coming back, but it's still something isn't right. There's something, guys, you know, I thought Marino had a really tough game. I, again, like again. maybe Marino... Yeah. And, you know, we spoke about this at one point, and I'm now pretty much firmly in the camp that the reason that John Marino was traded to us for Ty Smith, but essentially a you know bag of pucks, is because maybe he isn't that great of a D-man. And last year, playing with Adam uh, Ryan Graves really did kind of <sighs> cement him in that spot yeah. Yeah. because I, I mean, just don't see it right now. I, I don't I mean, know. I there's no way Ryan Graves could have been making him look so much better. Hey, uh, I know. I, I mean, I miss Ryan Graves. <laughs> I miss him. I'm just saying, Marino was on his own way better than this year. Last yeah, year. but if and I don't had, know what explains it. I don't have an answer for you. But I think I that it had a lot to do with Ryan his Graves. defensive par- pairing. There are just certain <sighs> you, times that pairings right. pairings match up. These guys read off each other. They worked very good uh, together. Uh, they knew each other's strengths. They knew each other's deficiencies. I don't see that right now. Um, yeah. with Marino and whoever he's partnering with. Um, and just and there's just too many young guys on that fucking defense. And that's why the offense has to step up. Yeah. And, you know, we know that we have a really young core. And up until the second period, like, you're still only down. Like, you only let in two. Like, you guys were playing, even though we only had, like, three or four shots in the whole second period, you're still only down two. Like, just, you know, you can you can still win this thing. And... I just don't see it. I don't see any compete. I don't see any fight. I just, uh, even Danico tonight, it's like, you just got to lay somebody out. You got to yeah. just, I want to see him just, just something. Show he's some gonna be like, hold on, emotion. and you're gonna see him like he's gonna just disappear for ten minutes and show up on the ice. Like he's not gonna <laughs> be able to start taking people off out. Yeah. yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. He throws the headphones down and he's getting out there. I don't know. We could use him. I, I love know it. Bobby shared the. When Bobby, when you shared that lineup tonight, I know I just it was like deflating. I was like, oh man, you know, I just I, I, that's another thing. Like it's disappointing tonight, but when I saw the lineup tonight, I was yeah. not hundred percent surprised. Man, you got you know just a, I didn't have a problem with the lineup. I really didn't. Dude, if I, I mean, would if, if I would have told you that would be the lineup like in the beginning of the season this time of the year, we'd all be oh, like, sure. Oh, but fuck, but I'm, I mean, know? it's still a, a, when I'm looking at that lineup, I'm still sitting here saying there's enough firepower here that you can go and beat Tampa Bay. You know, no, it wasn't just I didn't a, feel that way. it wasn't a, a bunch of slappies. Our top six was together other than Jack Hughes. They should be able to, you know, generate more offense. I know Hollow wasn't there that, you know, well, we talked about him last night and like, you know, right. Where, where's he going right now? But, um, yeah, you know, there's just, you know, there, there's I'm, I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of all the bullshit. Either something's got to change or this is what you're going to have this year. 
This yeah, is it. I, I'm starting to think this is what we're going to have this year. And people can say whatever about it. I'll be like, oh, you're crazy. But I've just, I've, I have not been that excited this year. It's been a lot so, of. So, Tony, you don't think there are going to be any moves made? You know, you're not seeing it? I, you know, I, you know, now that, okay, we've had some things happen recently where there's a lot of shit that, there's a lot of question marks now. A lot of shit we didn't have to worry about now. And other teams are now having like the same what? issues. And now, goaltending wise, there's other teams in goaltending market now. There's a team in Philadelphia who lost their goalie. There's a lot of competition out there. For, Carolina wants free a goalie. Sure. Yeah. So it's shit has changed so much in the last seven days. You know, now the, the whole trade market has changed. Can we make some moves? Yeah. But I, can we make, do we give – and this is like something I heard someone else say. I can't remember who it was actually the other day. Maybe Fitzgerald doesn't think this is the year either. Maybe he doesn't want to give up the farm for this year because maybe he believes, you know what, I don't know if this is the team that's going to make a run this year because I kind of feel the same. And, and I love – you know, like I said, I live and die by the sword with the Devils. But all year I've been kind of head-scratching, and I haven't had that exciting feeling like I had last year. Last year I was pumped up with them. I was like, man, we can beat anybody. This year, sometimes going into the games, even when I make my predictions, I'm almost like, oh, what am I saying here? Am I just being a homer like Bobby always says, or am I – you know, it, it's, it, yeah. And I'm wondering if Fitzgerald's thinking the same thing. Like how much do you want to give up this year when you don't really believe you're going to get to a certain distance? Cause that in a way it makes him a smart GM if he's kind of cautious a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, does it look like this is the year you go, Oh, we're not going to get this chance again. This team is so hot. I have to give them everything they need to go the distance to the Stanley, to the Stanley cup finals. Um, I think you'd be dreaming right now. If you think like this is that team. Yeah, but, you know, on the other hand, make a move if you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, but Bobby, go ahead. I was going to say, I think any trades for me that he'd be doing at this point would be with term. I don't think you would get, okay, I want that goalie and I'll yeah, take that defenseman with one year. I don't think that mm-hmm. makes sense because you just don't know what you're going to get with this team. But if you're getting key pieces with a year or two, at least two, you know, then you can make better decisions, but definitely not like, oh, I'm going to go get one stud D man who's on a just for contract. Like, I don't think that's the route. I go. completely agree mm-hmm. with you. I was actually going to make that point. Unless there's a guy with term or you know a couple guys with term, you're not going to go and get them. Um, unless it's some steal of a rental that you feel like, okay, you know, it's not you're not giving much up. But whatever, yeah, right. I get your point is absolutely right. My thing is with the way that we have been playing so inconsistent and up and down all year, and I wonder how much does Tom Fitzgerald and management look at this team and look at it the opposite way of what you're saying, Tony, and say is, look, Jack's coming back. No six coming back. Segan Thaler's coming back. If I can get these guys a solid D, you know, Vanacek's been playing better, you know, maybe he gives us a chance. We And then you look at the standings and you're like, we hold games in hand over everybody ahead of us. Yeah. And we're only – four or five points away from not just a wild card, cementing a third place in that division. So I think that as a a GM, if I would, the only move that I would do before the, uh, you know, before the games resume, if I was going to, is maybe look for another coach. But I don't think that that's going to happen. And I don't think that they're going to do anything until these guys come back. I think that they're really going to want to just, let's see at least a week, Let's take, you know, we have a hard-ass schedule coming up. Um, And I think that that can go one of two ways. I think if these guys come back, this team cleans up some shit, maybe they get themselves a player or not. Because that's the thing that's so frustrating is, like, all these guys, like, you know they can do it. So what's the problem? Is it the system? Is it, you know, just everything falling on deaf ears in the dressing room? Is it Lindy Ruff? Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. 
Um, but I'm just saying that you can look at this team and say, yeah, why not us? We still have, you know, 30 something games to go. We're only a handful of points away. We go on, a, a, we go on, a, we have a good two weeks. We're in there. I can so, tell you my two reasons why I think it's goaltending and I, well, actually three reasons I can tell you, I think it's defense and being soft. Those are the three things that are going to kill us. But all you year. can offend all you can, you can, you can, you can go and, and fix those problems. You know, I mean, it, well, one guy can, give up to do it. You know, that's the problem. It, oh, I don't give a shit. I'll tell you, I don't give a shit. I don't. Do you want, are personally? you willing to affect next year? Are you willing to take away from this? Like, you know, are you willing? To yes. Go if it's, a, if it's absolutely, if it's a defenseman that is coming in with term and he's going to be with us for two or three years and he's that well, that's muscle. that's different. Yeah, I'm talking about said, for this yeah, season. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. No, I don't want season. a rental. Yeah. We, well, we, who and, are and, your untouchables? That's a good question. It leads me to that question. Who we, are you going to say? Well, like, we look, know who I'm the not... untouchables are. I mean, you well, know. The, the, I mean, the... you can have different untouchables. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, defensively, untouchable, Hughes, Ball, Nemich, as far as the guys that are on the ice right now, that's and, and you know what? I'll even put Colin Miller in there. I like the way he plays. So I'd say maybe you don't want to move those guys. Uh, as far as forward group, of course, you know, he, he sure, um, Brat, Hughes, um, you put Tifoli, Meyer in there. You put Meyer I wasn't going to put Meyer in the untouchables. That's what I was one. curious about. I wasn't yeah. going to put him in the untouchables. I don't think you can move him. I really don't. But I wasn't going to put him in there because. It's just, I hope that it changes. I mean, he's with us for a long time, and I do think that he will yeah. find his place, but it is taking a lot longer than I think Devil fans really wanted. Um, right. I think Mercer's uh, going to be on everyone's list who they want. I think that's going to be the one one of the keys. To if it helps this team, and it's going to help this team. He was on our years, no list last year. It was like, Mercer, mm-hmm. no, no. And this yeah. is specifically about Meyer. We were saying, no, yeah. I don't, we wanted Meyer really badly, but don't touch Mercer. I think everybody agreed. But, uh, yeah, wow, what a difference a year makes. Uh, he's not even on your list, right? No, he is not on my untouchable mm-hmm. list. He's not. Alex Holtz isn't. Eric Holla isn't. Um, Andre Pallad isn't. Those guys aren't on my – if you can move any of those guys, and you know, this is all reckless speculation, of course, but if you can move any of those guys to shore up that defense and give us more snarl, more grit, more just steady defensive hand, um, I'm fine with that. I'm fine how about, with that. Because, how about Bottoms? How about Lazar? Uh, no, he's untouchable. I mean, I love guy, the way he plays, but untouchable means like untouchable. I mean, I don't know. He's he well, might be you're replaceable right. out there. I love the way he plays, and he's getting and one I of the think, few devils this year consistently with heart. So, yes, believe me, I don't I, want to get rid of him. I think guys like Lazar and Palat, you, you know, I I think they're what they bring, and especially in a playoff series. I think that's it's just absolutely something you do need. Every yeah. team needs guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I, but, I, look, I mean, but I look at the untouchable scenario, maybe different than what I'm hearing from you guys. Like I look at there's untouchables if we're a true playoff contender and trying to add a couple a piece or two. And then there's untouchable given the state of the team we're in right now. I only have four untouchables. Heesher, okay. Hughes, Hughes and Nemec. Um, I agree. I, yeah. I don't put Brat or 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 uh, Meyer in an untouchable list. I, was it last week or so? I said, you know, I could see one of these situations like a major blockbuster trade like superstar for superstar because it's just not gelling the way we have it working i'm with you i believe that meyer will pay off in the long run and i love jesper bratt and i think we're a better team with him but some of its parts something isn't working so those are only four people for me as this team stands now if we were in first place and we were juggernaut and we were rolling then i've got some other untouchables like lazar like a palat 
things like that, depth guys too that mean so much. But right now, you could blow up most of it. Yeah, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like me, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think this team, that again, back to how frustrated it's. We know how good this team can be, and this, you know, you. It's just something's missing. That's why I would start with the coach. That's me personally. I would fire Lindy Ruff, but that's probably not going to happen. At least it's not going to happen until we get a lot healthier and you can get a good look at this team as it was supposed to be put on the ice this year. Um, and you know, or if we get a lot worse or if we get a lot worse, but I also think, you know, we're missing that snarl. Brendan Smith should be back soon. He adds that, um, you know, he's our best guy for that. You get another guy in with him that can do that. I think, like I've been saying, Chris Tanev is the guy. I want Chris Tanev, I think. But, you know, back to Tony's point about goaltenders, 12 fucking teams want Chris Tanev. So, you know, if if you can't make a deal, you can't make a deal. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm all for a fair trade. I'm all for most guys, anybody that's in that trade. Okay, see you later. But I'm not for giving away the farm for this year. Like if that's, I think that's what teams are going to want for goaltending, don't you, Chris? I think you're pretty much going to get raped for goaltending now. No matter what you do, you're going to have to give up more than you should. I think there was another name. Affairs. There was another name that came up with goaltending uh, as a goaltender, and I don't think he'll be available. But maybe if they're if the Predators are out of the Soros. playoff position, but Yossi Soros, I would give away the farm for. Him. I've heard that a lot I, this week. Actually, I would give name. away the farm for him, um, but I don't think that they're going to move him. They're in the wild card spot right now. Uh, I don't know. I think they lost to Edmonton today. But um, yeah, Edmonton, man, one more game, right? And they tie the yep. up. The they tied Pittsburgh's record. Penguin uh, 17 wins in a row. And, Crazy. you know, just I, again, I, I don't know. I don't have answers. I, I don't, you know, the compete and all that stuff, it's got to be there for 60 minutes. And, you know, maybe, maybe this is just really like that's why I believe that with the problems that we see, I, I attribute to coaching. And I think that, you know, getting a new voice in there can maybe turn the tide of this team and get them to play the way that they know how to play. I don't know. Yeah, so. you know, any one of these, tr- you know, trades we're speculating about, it just takes one to get dominoes flowing in a different direction anyway. So it's not like it's all or nothing. I mean, you you are down, you get rid of one winger, whether it's a, you know, a young guy like a Holtz or one of a, you know, a veteran like the Foley or whoever it is, you know, it, it's not everything because now you, you do have a logjam of forwards anyway, people that can come up. So now you're like, okay, let's say hypothetically you trade a Holtz or a Mercer. Now you're targeted. Okay, now we know it's a little easier. We we want to sign to Foley. Right now you're looking at it again. Like, where are we going to sign these guys? I mean, if you don't move a guy like Holtz, I don't want to see him on the fourth line for the next three years. You know what I mean? Like, so where when is that going to change? So, um, well, I have a know. question for you. Yeah. If Tom Fitzgerald feels like he, if they decide they want Tyler Toffoli on this team, and because I know that they are talking right now. So if Tyler Toffoli signs a three-year deal or whatever with the Devils, and we know we got him for the next couple of years, which I'm fine with that. I like Tyler Toffoli. Do you think then Dawson Mercer actually becomes the trade bait? Like then now we can actually start dangling Dawson Mercer out there. He's an RFA. You know, if he walks away this year, you're getting nothing for him. So does it make sense if you can get the pieces or a piece that you feel helps this team now? You have... Basically, you know, Mercer Sr. locked up for a couple of years. Do you dangle Dawson Mercer? I mean, because then I think that that with our 
draft equity with our prospects probably puts us in the best position to make a move for whoever they want than almost any other team in the league. So, I mean, do do you, because, I mean, do you feel like if you, are you, if you're worried about Mercer signing, do you trade him then? That's my question. Don't everybody answer it. <laughs> I think you answered the question already, Chris. Yeah. You said yeah. he's, un, he's not untouchable, and I agree with you. Uh, of course. I mean, you're saying that if you can get a guy who makes his team better, um, in light of the fact that Toffoli's doing a lot of what we expected from Mercer this year, who was not doing that, would you say, hey, you know what? We don't even have him for multiple years left in a contract where we could just say, okay, bad season. We'll start again next. You have to make a new deal with this guy, and you might not get. Uh, so it totally makes sense that you would look at what the options are. Do you pull the trigger? It totally depends on what the deal is we're talking about. I don't know. You know. What do you guys uh, think for, about what if someone Anna, calls maybe, for Toffoli? Well, you know, he, he's a guy that these teams making a run are really would, you would love to get a Toffoli on your team if you're about to make a run. What do you guys think about that? Because as much as we love Toffoli, the it all you probably get a good return on you probably get a good return on him. Well, yeah, and you go ahead, Bob. I think that Toffoli, in my mind, was the one-year stopgap to see if either Mercer or Holtz can really jump up to that next level. Then we're not going to need to fully pass this year because you want to, you're going to keep those guys. Specifically, Mercer is where I thought it would go more so. But if Toffoli's then gone, now you got a more legitimate spot for the two of them. But in light of either one of them doing maybe what they should be or at least I mean, in Holtz's case, I, I just don't understand because he's doing what he should, but he's kind of demoted. Um, so if Toffoli walks, you, know, you just kind of throw it in. But if it's Toffoli in a package that gets us Tanith, you know, for example, and then you can slide a guy up like a Holtz. Or send him back to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta look at it that way. It's no, one, it's no one size fits all. I think you can put a deal together with like a Dawson Mercer and a Nate Bastion and somebody else. And I think you could probably get whoever you want, um, you know, a prospect, a, a, you know, maybe a, a second round draft pick or whatever. I think you can probably get if you package those guys up. I think teams would definitely be interested in talking to you. But I with the way like Dawson Mercer, we don't know what his ceiling is. You know, he may have that may have been his healing last year. We that might be all we get from him. Uh, I think you kind of know what you have with with Toffoli. Uh, he wants to stay here. It sounds like Fitz wants to sign him. And like, but you're a hundred percent right. If you did, if we found out this week that Toffoli was signed to a three year deal, well, then all bets are off on all those guys because you know they all become expendable. Holtz, Mercer, Fashion, they all become expendable. Yeah, for me, in a in a perfect world because i saw a trade proposal which i'm assuming is complete bullshit and i was wondering if one of you guys was going to bring it up to me to see if i would take it but in in short it was markstrom and tanif for holst in a first round and of course i would do that kind of in a heartbeat right because we got plenty of forwards that can step in uh, regardless even if holtz winds up being like a 40 goal scorer we got markstrom and tanif for yeah. holtz and a first rounder that, next year yeah. chris has half the team on the bus <laughs> are you fucking kidding me I, I would sign that to the league office right now i'd sign that over but absolutely the point of it was if if he if holtz were to go then again i looked at it and said well then the, the best scenario for us would be if you can extend to foley for like a two to three and then mercer for like a seven right i still believe in mercer and what he can bring that would be the best case scenario and and you know quite frankly that 
is me saying that we can move a guy like Holtz because we've got other pieces that can fill in. Holtz is going to be a really good player. He's Wherever he ends up, he's going to be a very good player. Um, I, I he like may be I've one seen. of those guys that need a change of scenery. You know, he may be one of those kids. I, I, I'm not Everybody quite there. This year feels like they need a change of scenery. Yeah, I know. I think Lindy Ruff needs to change of scenery. I mean, that's where I <laughs> would start. doesn't need a change of scenery. You know? Holtz is doing everything right. Did you guys see that stat earlier? Like, out of Holtz's 12 goals, eight were the Devils' first goal of the game. Yeah. And we have a killer problem scoring the first goal of the game. We've only done it 13 times. So, I mean... There's that aspect of it. He has not been the problem. Even strength. Well, There's his times. production with. He got ice minutes. time tonight, though. He was getting double shifted. He was. Uh, they were moving him around tonight. Um, he has been doing that a lot more with Holtz. I have seen that too, which is why I still get surprised when I see the formation of the lineup, like Bastion over Holtz in the third line, just optically and what that generally right. means for minutes. Why? You know, but it also, sense. you have to look at it through the Lindy glass of just saying it really doesn't fucking matter because our fourth yeah. line can end up playing 18 minutes tonight because, or, you know, that fourth line I've might been, stay I've together for, for 35 years. That's not how I look at lineups. <laughs> uh, I don't understand some of the things that Lindy does. And most definitely what he's been doing with Alex Holtz this year just doesn't make a ton of sense. And I know that fans have been, you know, adamant about that on, on social media for most of the season. But yeah, I, Again, I would start with him, but I don't think, I think if you, I definitely don't do nothing, uh, this trade deadline. I don't think you can't, you made well, too many nothing, moves yeah. this summer. You made, uh, you know, locked guys up. This team has high, uh, aspirations and, and they want to reach that summit to do nothing. I think is just an, you know, you're just basically throwing in the towel. And I, I don't think that Tom Fitzgerald is, is ready to do that. I think he'll um, bring in a defenseman definitely. I think you have to, I think because the fans will just be, it'll be like a fucking riot. You know, you, you got to do something, you know, how extreme it's going to be. We'll see. But I think definitely you got to at least add something to that defense for the rest so of the Tony, let, let me, let me ask you this. So let's say you're going to bring in like that real rock steady defenseman, right? And in this world, in the next, Two months, say, you know, you get Dougie Hamilton back, which means in order to bring in that rock star defenseman, you're going to have Smith constantly playing forward and you got to send Nemec back down. You do it? I don't want to send Nemec down, but you might have to. You know, I mean, he's young enough. I, you know, we didn't know we were going to see him for the full season this year. We didn't know he was going to be up as much as he is. You know, and I like Nemec. There is, you know, and Nemec has his things he could work on too, obviously. But in that situation, yeah, you do that because if it's going to shore up everything, it might change that whole. The whole defense. I think he has the potential to be our best defenseman five years from now. But mm-hmm. um, at this point, if if we have Hamilton back and Luke Hughes, we've got kind of that style taken care of. We need to stop the pucks from going to the net. So I'm with you on that. And we need some toughness. Yeah. That's yeah, all. That's my and that's where, thing. to me, that's you know, that's where Chris Tanev comes in. He's not pushing the puck up the ice. He's not going to score you goals. You know, but he is going to make sure if you get in the paint and you're getting our goalie's face, he's going to knock you on your ass. If you have your head down, he's going to lay you the fuck out, and he's going to just be responsible defensively. Sore, sorely and, needed for this. Yeah, team. sorely, and it would change the just having yes. him and Brendan Smith on the ice together changes the entire complexion of this team. And now uh, change majorly. Yes, I mean that's so, another thing, right? I've grown so fond of Smith on the wing. That's another winger we got to move because if come playoff time, if we've made the playoffs right now, I don't care what rookie you're taking off, put Holtz down. Like, I want Smith on that lineup because of the way he plays. 
I agree, and he's better on the fourth line wing than he is on uh, defense. Right. So, and he, you know, he still brings the toughness, and you could still throw him out there on the penalty kill, and he still works as a defenseman in that way. So, I have no problem with how hurting we are for somebody who's defensively responsible and tough. Yeah. Uh, You know that we're willing to say that Smith is the paragon of that on this team. When we know he makes a lot of mistakes too, and he also takes bad penalties. He's, you know, honestly, the only guy we got playing that game. Yeah, and that's how important he is to the team. And there's nothing worse, you know. You watch a team right now who's obviously, you can, when you're not scored, you're just, your guys aren't coming through. And then when you're soft, also, it's such a boring game to watch. Like mm-hmm. you watch the Devils right now, and you just like we were talking about momentum. Like we, it's so different than last year. Our momentum changes in a minute. It's like you know, we come out flying for four minutes. Something happens, some mistake, and that just. Look like they suddenly get sad dude. and it's over. Like, yeah, it's oh. like, Dad, it's like you totally saw it. Ask these guys. Like, I know you yeah. missed the game. I mean, it changed. Like that second period was bad, but there was a there was a point in that third where the Devils came out flying for a while, and that was just you know. Well, even the done. previous game was like that. You know, you, you, then you take the one penalty, yeah. and, and then they just shrunk. Uh, and if you you're know. if you are a harder team, right? Not soft, not you know pushovers like this. These team, these games like Carolina and Tampa, they probably aren't going that way. They're not going to wrestle back that moment that easy, you know, and it gives us a fighting chance. We score, we're happy, woo-hoo, and then a minute later, you give it right back. Yeah. yeah. Like, and Every that's, game. this is not the first time this has right. happened. You know, it, it's just, it's, to me, the problems that have been happening, like I've said, they've been the same shit all season long. Like, what's the fucking common denominator here? You know, it's the Carolina game. I was watching Stall and Stall. Not only is he just talented, the work ethic of that guy, mm-hmm. just to crank out and grind out every shift, never giving an opponent an inch. You know, these guys are capable of playing that game, but almost no one is playing that game. Right. To make the other guy pay for every inch of ice, to make to be a difficult team to play against. We are I not. don't see that from any. They're chasing, they're running. When they get a little space, like, let me show you some flash, what I can do. That is not what I'm talking about. I need a team that's going to be professional and workmanlike and, and give no easy, uh, you know, easy passes to the other team to just, okay, well, you've got this area now and uh, I'll, I'll look for my opportunity elsewhere. We're constantly backing away from the play. What Did you, you see that turnover, Dan? Hang on. Hang, no, I have not on. seen it. That balls to turnover? No. What yeah. you just described is exactly why I don't like Jesper Bratt. Yeah. That is why I don't like him. Because I'm, okay, all your flash, all your fucking great skating, all that stuff, it leads to a bunch of shots that, you know, anybody can pretty much save because they're so fucking wide or whatever. Like, he never gets himself in front of the net. He got lucky tonight. Vasilevsky had that puck, and it trickled through, and that's the only way he scored. But, like, like you said, when things get tough out there, when the ice is, you know, you got to earn every inch, he just disappears. You know, Jack Hughes is out there working and he's such a, you know, uh, uh, so a level above everybody else that it does kind of come a little bit easier to him. But him, he sure those guys work for the most part. They're working. But I see when you when you take Jesper Bratt and in that like in that Carolina game, he disappears. Um, You know, he might get some shots on goal, but he's not changing the game like this was a dude that we gave really good money and a long term and our superstar went down. This should have been Brat stepping up and and carrying this team as far as offensively. And he has been so far from that. 
this I, I just would like to see him at least give a shit about that. Like, mm-hmm. if he looks frustrated out there, even found himself taking penalties because he's angry or something. I mean, I don't want him to take penalties, but you get my point. Yeah. It looks like he's just fucking like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't yeah. seem like he really gives a shit about this. I and it's know. really strange to be talking this way about our leading scorer right now. You know, no, he's still true. quietly the leading scorer. A lot of that's because Jack is out, of course, but... Um, like I said, I started the show by saying I was ready to indict him again for not showing up, and at least he got a goal, and he right. tries to drive. But it's Chris's point, it's uh, a lot of times it's just speedy down the wing and kind of a soft shot, and nothing comes with it. It's all flash, no finish. Like you know, a lot of his goals are in games where we have multiple goal leads too. You notice that? Yeah. Like he is when the party is on, he is a great addition to that party. He will come in and score some pretty goals. Uh, but you know, when, when you need them, when you're down on, you know, when you're against the ropes and that's the problem here, you know, and you see it, how, like, especially with Jack being out and the way the power play, like him and, and Brat connect on that power play. So, you know, so often it's beautiful. He right. can set Brad so up anywhere, yeah. but like Brat needs that. Like Hughes doesn't need that, you know, it's, it's, and the other guys are mostly just hard workers and, you know, they're going to just try and get in front of the net, the Toffoli's and the Myers and the Heischer's. Those are our two main skill guys. Right. And it's really only one of them is, is I think worth anything. And if we go, when he's on, he'll come through in that regard too. He'll be, he'll give you the hardworking goals. And if we go into the playoffs next year and Brat, doesn't and Brat this season rather and Brat disappears again like he did last year. Yeah, there's a serious problem there. Then we really have to sit there and say, "Wow, for seven more years we have to deal with this." I don't you know? need a guy to make it, you know, seven two instead of five two. Right. You know, I need a guy to to get us tied up, to get us back in the game when we need him. You know, to get that one goal that we didn't think we we're going to get. And when you need that goal and you don't know where it's coming from, do you ever feel like, "Don't worry, Jasper Brat's on the ice." No, I just don't feel that way. Nope. I think like that all the time when Hughes is out there, but never when Brad's out there. Right. Um, And, and they, they, the other thing we didn't even touch on this is just by getting scored on first, every single game that just takes you out of the fucking game from jump street. You takes everything, your whole game plan of what you want. Now everything changes. And now you're chasing the game and everybody's like, okay, it's one goal. Might not be that big of a deal. When it happens all the time, trust me, it's a big fucking yeah, deal. It's going to happen sometimes, but two thirds, you're right. That's like, that's huge. I mean, I think it would be, if you're going to be a winning team, you should be getting that first goal over 50% of the time yep. or maybe, but not by much. Marginally to, over. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just somewhat, but we're like so far under where we're giving it up two thirds of the games. Is that what the stat is? That's crazy. Man, that's, that's way too much. It's oh, laughable. You froze up on me. I'm sorry. I always just say, okay, so one nothing them. Right. Me? No, no, no. We're good now. Sorry. Okay. Dan just disappeared for a second. He got quiet. I'm here now. I hear you. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, it's just they're, they haven't been able to play their game, whatever that is. Defensively, it's just been a mess. I, I don't know. Again, how about we do accountability from last week? Uh, since we can't make predictions this week because we don't have a game, so we'll make a prediction. We if you all guys need want to group on that too to figure out how to make these predictions. If the Devils don't have to be accountable. Why do we? That's what I have to say. Okay, I like that. Everybody so everybody gets, gets a point. <laughs> all right. So I don't know if my buzzers are working. Let's check this before we do anything. Just go at. Ah. Yeah, you heard that. 
All right, I didn't hear that. All right, we're going to and You heard that? Yep. Okay. Good. I can't hear it. So. Just trust that it works. I will. So I'll start with myself, who I've been batting a thousand over the last fucking four or five weeks. I said that Kevin Ball will score his first goal of the season. Mm. Mm. I also said, now this one, now Dan and I both have uh, predictions that might not come off the board until we start hockey again in a week and a half. So this is my, one of mine. I did say that the Tampa Bay Lightning game will be the last game Lindy Ruff coaches for oh, the New Jersey okay. Devils. So if he's behind the bench uh, February 6th against the Avalanche, then that will be a wrong one. Um, I said that the Devils will score two or more shorthanded goals this uh, week. That didn't happen. Tony said that the Devils will pick up four out of six points this week. Eh, I'm just going to do that. But he did say that they will win one of the next three in overtime. Ding, ding, ding. That's the Vegas night game. Got the Tofolio OT one. And you said that Alexander Holtz will have four points in the next three games. Bobby, you said that Colin Miller will get a power play goal. He was on the power play, though, this tonight, which was nice to see. He did lose a game. He had a baby or something, right? Yeah, he did. He was sick. He was sick on uh, on Monday night. You said that over the next three games, the Devils would go 2-1-0. And you said that they would beat the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight four to three. Eh. Goose eggs. Looking so good far. in the third there when it was three two and they were coming yeah. back. Yeah, you were. That's a shitty week. Now, Dan, you said that the Devils will get a shutout this week. <laughs> you also said that an injured Devil will come back and get re-injured and miss a game. That didn't happen either. It's a very convoluted choice. I like, I that. I like that one. Though. And then no, your Dan, third... I think when you get the shutout, the, just, you just win. I think when this happens, Dan just gets <laughs> like 50 points for the fucking thing. year and it's over. For one million points. <laughs> I think I'm going to make a prediction for the next uh, one. If we ever do ones that are maybe further ahead in the week, I would say something like the devil's first shutout will be by a goalie who's not on the team right now. And they got a better chance of that. But, Dan, this is one of yours that we have to wait until next week for. You said Jack Hughes will win an event in the skills competition in the All-Star game. Right. So we and have I to added wait. to that much to my frustration and you anger. You did. Yeah. Two on hold. As yeah. of right now, only one point was awarded this entire week. To yes, Tony. and that was to Tony, who uh, is a bunch extensive. of prognosticators. Extensive. Let's be honest, I was a little surprised when I got that point in overtime yeah. against the Knights the other day. <laughs> That's true. The only point that was gotten was like just by a hair. Yeah, really. Yes. That's amazing. Like of of all four of us. That's how And Tony's in the lead with uh, 15 points. Dan is in second place with 11 points. Bobby is in third place with eight points. And I'm in fourth place with seven points. See, now I and, know, like, in order to make this happen a little easier, instead of being optimistic and going the whole Devils will do two out of three route, I'm going to start going the Devils will do one out of three route and start picking up some points. There you go. Well, there is the whole thing that we, we – I mean, you could def- – if you want to win, just – Bet things that are going to happen to pick right. up three points every week. Right. We're going to lose. Kevin Ball's going to turn over the ball, puck in the third period. <laughs> so give you three points for the ball, though, if he turns over yeah. the ball. Right. Yeah. If he, gets, if he plays with the ball, you get three points. Hey, that's what um, I used to tell her. You guys want to <laughs> play a game? Uh, I love sure. playing game.
most interactive, fun-filled game in hockey podcast history. It's the devil you know. Today, it will be Tony who will be giving us clues oh, to a... Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Former New Jersey Devil player, uh, myself, Bobby, and Dan get the answer. We get three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. We can ask Tony any question about the player, and he can or cannot answer. It's completely up to him. Uh, Right now in Season 2 of The Devil You Know, Tony is in the lead with four points. Bobby has two points. I have two points. Dan has yet to get on the board. Former (laughs) Devil You Knows are Mike Dunham, Jason Arnott, Kevin Dean, Rod Pelly. Nick Palmieri, Kyle Quincy, and others. So we will start whenever you're ready, Tony. Okay. Dan, I think you're going to, for some reason, I have some faith in you tonight. I'm not man. feeling it this season. I'm this telling you. It's not my season. You haven't season. sloped down in the chair all the way. Off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting there. I'm getting there. Get, get really close. There hey, this, this former devil was born in the USA. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Bruce Driver. This former uh, devil was born March 5th, 1981. <laughs> March 5th, 1981. This former devil spent three years in San Jose. In San Jose, he would play 173 73 games with seven goals and four assists. I have a guess. Is it Jeff Friesen? No. Okay. Oh, that's a great guess. This former devil was uh, a left-shooting defenseman. There you go. Oh, okay. I should have waited. Big, the big delay. I should have waited. I didn't even hear it. I should have waited for the next clue before I said Jeff Reason. He was a, a, a defenseman? Yeah, left-shooting defenseman. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, okay. So this former devil played 870 games in the NHL. Wow. Okay. This former devil was 6'1". Is he not six one anymore? Is he dead? Hey, <laughs> your age, you get shorter, so I don't know. Okay, no, six and a half. Hey, six and a half now. This former devil would play two hundred and ninety seven games, uh, five years as a Penguin, wow. where he put up seventeen goals and ninety two assists. What team did he end his career with? I'm not going to answer hmm. that yet, Mister D. How many other teams did he play for be- besides San Jose, the Devils, and? Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Answer the question. I'm going to hold off on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> this former devil was born in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. This former devil was drafted 62nd overall in 2000. Uh, I feel like we should know this. Um, ben Lovejoy. Nope. No. Was, was he drafted by the Devils? Yes. Oh, wow. And then what year? Jose, and they came to us. 2000. All right. So he was drafted by the Devils in 2000, mm-hmm. played for us, then he left. He didn't come back, right? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, I thought you said we got him from San Jose. Wait, what year did you say he was No, he was drafted, drafted in 2000, 2000, 62nd overall by the Devils. Down. 62nd overall. In Born in 1980 or 81? Born in 81. Favorite color, blue? Favorite color, blue. <laughs> like he did, he did play with the teach. Sharks, so I'm sure he liked those teal jerseys. They were pretty sharp back then. They are hot, aren't they? Yeah, they were I really cool, like man. Them. There's a new teal in town. It's Seattle. Did You I, You know what jer- third jersey I really like? I've only seen him play with it once, but it's the Anaheim 
third purple jersey that they have. What, like that throwback duck ones? Is awesome, like the... yeah. It, it, well, it's got a different uh, crest on it, uh, but it's got a little bit like the cartoony duck. But oh, it's, okay. they're purple. They're they're really really nice. Yeah, I like well, them. you're a purple guy though. You're I a Minnesota like fan. So, yeah, yeah, I get that though. Well, which is where this we're... devil you know is from. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right, and that and I, returning to that definitely. But I do have to ask you guys when we're done with this game. I just remembered the stadium jersey. We have to talk about that. Okay. okay. All right, but yeah, so it's uh, not Jeff Friesen, and no, uh, and not Ben Lovejoy. No. Not Ben Lovejoy. And it is uh, born in the United States, drafted in 2000. I have a question. Overall. I have a question. Drafted by the Devils. Played with was the Was he on the 2003 That's Stanley Cup question. team? I'm not going to mention that yet. That's a yes. He doesn't answer anything. I know. There's certain He's things, like, you know, you got to get along. usually gives you really guys... random devils that nobody knows. Well, this one's not going to be a random devil. Uh, it does sound like over it might fucking... be somebody that we should There was a lot of games. I yeah, feel like we should on. know this. You said it was like 290-something games or yeah. something? Yes. I'm just trying to think of who played with Pittsburgh that long and then, you know, came from here to there. And I, I'm drawing complete blanks. All right, give us some more clues. This former devil joined the Devils for the 2003-04 season, playing 70 games in his first season, putting up 24 points. So he didn't wasn't on the Cup team. There you go. Yep. He wasn't on the 03 team either then. No, he, he wasn't joined the Devils in 03-04 for 70 games. And that's all he played for us? Nope. He oh, played, okay. what was it earlier? I said he played 100. You see, I'll tell you a second here. Well, we'll keep on going. This former devil was a career plus 126 in his 870 games with 238 penalty minutes. Hmm. This former devil spent six years with the devils. 400 oh, games. We should totally 26 goals, 137 Paul assists. Yes. Paul Martin. Fuck you. Nice one. Good job, Bob. Good job, Bobby. Paul Martin. We definitely should have known Paul Martin. Yeah. I mean, he's he one of the top uh, 10 defensemen ever yep. played for the Devils. And yep. I was, my clues and were pretty good, I thought, man. Was, I thought they were, too. That, that, yeah, that but was, you didn't uh, answer our questions. That's, that's the part uh, of the you know, some of that. Sh- it's hard, yeah. right? If you, give it, if you give it too early, you don't want to give it away. No, my question I got to keep Dan no in the basement. Dan's, on a, Dan's got a goose egg. The only shut out right now on the show is Dan's devil you know. <laughs> so I, I got to keep that fucking finally getting my shut out. <laughs> As he slips lower, all I see is his eyeballs now. Uh, that's it. That's <laughs> He's it. like Monica Lewinsky at my desk. We're going to switch over to... <laughs> well, that's an old reference. A, yeah, I know. <laughs> Look her up, boys and girls. Um... All right, so we'll do a little shout-out to our uh, DraftKings Hockey Podcast Network partner before we jump into the, the stadium season jerseys. Um, so right now, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice, and this week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www. So I was listening to XM the other yesterday yeah. at work, and they read the same ad on the uh, um, like NFL channel. And yeah. I was so I had my like earbud in, and I'm working, and I'm saying it out loud verbatim yeah. to what they're like. <laughs> right. This is yeah. What if it, you recorded it and just played it on here? When yeah, they then I you remember your Catholic I record well theirs and then play it. Okay, I get you yeah. now. What? Did you have to do like CCD and all that stuff as a kid? You did all that shit? No. 
No, my, you you didn't do the whole. My God fearing, my God fearing parents raised three atheists, and I think oh, I because think my mother didn't want it to drive me to CCD is probably a good reason why. That is a damn good reason. That's the worst place <laughs> That's in the, the world. First thing I ever quit. Yeah, because I, so, I can I can kind of hear this ad better than the memories of, of prayers and right. <laughs> like I don't know if I know the Lord's prayer as well as that. Yep, that's how I feel. Uh, and I even know most of the Lord's Prayer. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Amen. And also with you. Amen. <laughs> All right. Bob's been so, in the Catholic Church. You gambling know. problem? So do you want to um, read the, uh, our, the the email or do you want to talk about the stadium jersey uh, I, before no, we do I, some I gotta, news? I, the stadium jersey, I can't believe I didn't talk to you guys about this more. And I know it popped up in that little chat we had, but I didn't get to read all of it. I wanted, I looked at the thing in three different pictures already, and I thought my phone was fucked up. Like, it, I want to like this jersey, guys. I, I, there's, I think there's some things I like about it. But what is that color, dude? Color. Is my okay. phone fucked up? So what I'm, is going on? <laughs> I'm colorblind for the most part. I okay. have very hard You're time lucky. telling. Di- no, no, no. I have very hard time telling different colors apart. So I'm kind of glad that you brought this up because to me, I'm looking at it and I'm saying this looks orange. Um, is it's that not just orange? Like a, it's like do you ever have a color orange. like blown out, like where you you yeah. put contrast up too high and it right. like it blows out all detail in the color. Yes. It's just like this weird solid color. It's almost like. I don't know. It's almost like I think a, it's like supposed a, to be more of a fire type of okay, red. okay. So, do you I'm like just it? Bobby. It looks better in person. I do like it. I think it's the concept that we kind of talked about months ago. Um, in the last several months, that whole concept of the NJ without the circle around it has become kind of a bigger branding thing for them, which I like. Which is you odd called that actually? Kind of, you called yeah, that. It's different than the logo, but I just there's something about it that I personally like. I do like that it's you know black and red. Um, and I do think that the one plus is that it's not nearly as horrible as the Islanders one. So we can I just imagine like what if we had like the normal red in that instead of whatever that color that is. Looks, I would go. I, I got agree it. With I got to see it. Yeah, me personally, I do not like this kind of slight change of the red. But overall, I think it's. Look, I'm, listen, there's things I would tweak. You know, I think some of it's too bold. Some, of it, you know, I wish it was purple really and all that. But that, that thing down at the bottom, on <laughs> way on the bottom, how it has like a different kind of bottom no, area, it, like though. in the front. That was cool. I don't know. I like Tony. You I like them. Like I like it. Um, you know, I'm going to buy one, but I did buy the black one too, so that doesn't say much. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I, I thought it was going to look a little worse, actually. I do agree about the red. It's kind of. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like like a little fiery, like you said. It's a little it's orange red. It looks yeah, like orange it's kind of to me. Like, yeah. It's kind of like you know. I'm looking at it right now as we talk. And yeah, I mean, I like it. I'm glad they at least have the fucking symbol on it, and it doesn't just say Jersey across it. Because I saw a mock up that was like kind of this color that said Jersey with the like the logos were on the sleeves or some shit like that. Yeah. But so I there's a lot of like... um, there's a lot of people kind of ranking them online, right? And and the consensus tends to be the Islanders at number four. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. And um and the Flyers is kind of 
plane, so they're the Flyers around. one looks like their regular it, jersey. It's, it's, so the Flyers and the Islanders. The Flyers three. I thought the Flyers and the Islanders they look like the same jersey. No, they, not the Islander one. Islanders big old. It's just big, Island. ugly. Looks like a fucking yeah. Christmas sweater. So okay, I think it I'm says Isles across the middle in giant block letters. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. So the consensus seems to be either the Rangers or the Devils in one. I'm well, if I had to pick one, I definitely think we have the nicest one. I yeah, don't I like the Rangers. Ranger was kind of lame. It's kind of yeah. the same. I feel like they've done it before. Right. This um, is how else can we write Rangers or yeah, <laughs> and why are yes. just yeah. down the middle? I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Most boring name, the most boring logo in, in all of hockey. Yeah, I remember last year's. Uh, it was either the Winter Classic. I think it was a Stadium Series game. It was Washington against Carolina, and they both had these fire jerseys coming out. They were so nice. Uh, the the Washington Capitol one had the the big eagle on it, right? And mm-hmm. I forget yeah. what the Cap the Carolina one was. So I was like really hoping that it'd be something out of all four teams that would be really flashy and nice. And I just feel like you know the Flyers didn't try. The Islanders have to fire whoever designed theirs. Uh, Marty was apparently involved <laughs> with the Devils one, and uh, the Rangers, of course, they just kept it. I got to tell you, if I had to pick any of the jerseys we've kind of thrown out there. Any of them, right? For my favorite kind of alternate or, or third jersey, I, I like the Christmas tree jerseys they brought yep. out for the outdoor game we did. I like I that. have it was, one. It was just yeah. enough, and yep. it was totally paid homage to you know how we started, and, and I think that was just a really good jersey. I have a Brodor one of that um, with the green on it. I really like that one. Um, I liked the retro reverse. I know Tony hated it because like it looked like a I like that one. Yeah, that's, I that's, like that guys, one that's the only one I don't have. I have I like, like one day one. I'll show, I have piles of I have every jersey except for that one. See, I, I thought that was so cool. You, you know, you got a reason to go outside of color. Yeah, know, uh, I, and I, I paid homage works. to the origins. I liked it. Um, but I like the stars jersey last year. That. That, oh, I don't yeah. know what it was, that black green and green. One. It was like that. Man, yeah. I thought that was killer looking. I mean, I, I, I it was a very wish... weird, like, like uh, what, what did you call that? Like a fluorescent, fluorescent green. Almost. Yeah, it was pretty badass, I thought. I yeah. would have liked like a straight black jersey with just like the a, a red devil without the, the circle with the red logo. Yes, and right. you know, maybe a couple of red, maybe a little bit of green, little green stripe somewhere or something. Green I would have really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I like think I would have done well. I that. think black with red on it is a good look. Yeah, uh, I know. think that would have been really sharp. But they could have put like the. I saw one mock-up. Maybe it was that had like the the state emblem on the sleeve, which would have right been cool. something like that would have been like, cool. With the red and green and black, you know, or whatever. I you know, like the avalanche posts. one has the fucking bigfoot on their sleeve. Yeah. You know that that that's awesome. Just, I think yeah, the state pork roll egg and cheese on the sleeve. Yeah, pork roll egg and cheese. John yeah. Bon Jovi on one, and you know, well, that's I don't what know, one, one person posted on how every single one of the four stadium jerseys it actually has the patch on the side. And it says New Jersey because that's where the actual arena is, even though it's you know New York right. Stadium. They all um, say so, that so they all have to wear a patch that says New Jersey. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's I, pretty cool. I really that's hope great. we don't lose that game. Uh, We're the only ones playing one, in our right? home state. Like we can't lose it, right? I, I was so but, excited for that Rangers Devils outdoor game. I just remember like it was just boom. That was like such a shitty ass, such game. a nice hype, and then it was. A Man, shitty I, hype. Yeah. I would be so proud of this team to come out big for those games. Yeah, I mean that. Because you know you're having a rough season, you're on a huge stage, boy. The fans would love this. Just to see them come up and play some of their best games this season would be huge. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Even though the season's not going right, I'm it's going debating. sideways. I'm still debating going. 
Well, I, you know, yeah, I, I get why it'd be a really cool experience. And I'm, if they come through with these games in the stadium series, that's going to be some really nice treat for the Devils fans. They, and they kind of need it, you know? I think we, we kind of need it. it. Yeah. I like, a rough year. I, I, I heard mean, that some of that outdoors game, I heard it was really – with that last one, because, you know, I wanted to go to that, but I heard it was brutal. The weather was so cold. I heard I'm it was sure. just yeah, really – Right now we're trending warmer. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to actually – watch you, the game warming. i'm going for the experience i mean the whole thing from the tailgate on would be just the fun because the tickets i'm looking at i mean you talk about nosebleeds yeah, what's the price on those? <laughs> this is no nosebleeds in, in that right, stadium. metlife stadium so you get 80 bucks you get 80 tickets right now for oh, okay day. i mean that's that's very reasonable really for an experience so. yeah and, and that's exactly what you're paying for is the experience yeah but you know um before we read the email do the news oh, yeah. um i mean Jack's got to be back, right, for February sixth. Like this, this because I saw an interview with him, and they were talking to him about the All Star game, and said, "Well, because he's went, he was on his way to Toronto because I guess they're, him and his brother are captains, and they're each picking their teams. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but so he was asked, like, well, you know, you're just going up for that. Is it frustrating that you know you're not going to be a part of the All Star game?" He goes, "Well, I didn't say I wasn't going to be a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, are you playing?" He goes, "Well, we're going to see how things go." Uh, so he left it as basically from what I got, he was saying he's playing that game or at least in the skills competition. So like, it's gotta be back for February 6th. I mean, can you imagine how crazy you would feel that he's out for uh, how many games is it now? Oh God, like 12, 11, 10. I don't know. I was just guessing 10 off the top of my head. And then he plays in the all-star and then let's say he's out like three more games, even or, or, or right. two more games, or even one more game after that. I think it's going to be like the most infuriating right. thing in the world. Like, please, I didn't, I don't want you being. You there know. is no way on God's green earth that Lou Lamorella would let anybody go to that All Star game before they played for their team. Sure. There's no freaking way. Also I know that things let them have wear changed. the jersey, jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. But there's no freaking way or have a mustache uh, or have, <laughs> you can't have a mustache so we got an email from somebody dan did oh, you yeah. want to read uh, it well i didn't yeah i'll just read part of it he he brought up something that uh you know uh, we were talking about a little bit in a prior show um this is from our buddy uh mike DeCaro. he he was talking about maybe some of the you know famous lou lamorello firings you know okay and, and other coaching switches um so he writes, I remember Robinson for Petoric, which seemed insane at the time, but was a genius move to wake us up right when we need it the most. And I think that's the one that most Devils fans, you know, sure. cited like, out. wow. Oh, yeah, it panned out like in the best possible way. Um, he also goes on to say, I remember him firing Julian, Claude Julian, with a yeah. few games to go after he lost the room and the team shot a puck at him in practice. Now, Remember that? That was like we didn't get any direct. I remember that story. I remember that story. I don't remember that. So what happened? The the story goes, and I don't remember the details of the story. And I think I remember. I think it's more fair to say the rumor. Okay, was that somebody in practice, and I can't remember who was rumored to do this. And I feel like maybe I heard two different names. So maybe it's all who knows. Maybe it's all bullshit. Were pissed at him, and they shot pucks at him at practice. At Lou or at Claude Julian? Claude Julian. So yeah, more Claude than he, he lost the room. Wow. And that was what this what this guy's writing and talking wow. about. Like, hey, okay. by the way, here's how bad he lost that. the room. What were you saying, Bob? 
Oh no, I was gonna say so. It wasn't one puck. It was is possibly multiple. Uh, it was a bag of pucks. Who knows? <laughs> this is a very sketchy story. But let's let's just put it this way: the fact that the story's out there shows you that yeah, he lost the room and something bad happened, right? Oh, like yeah. It, yeah, even yeah, if sure. the story's out there, that's a now, weird story. To who go was hired to replace him? Um, let's see. Uh, boy, he doesn't remind me there, and I'm trying to remember. Do you remember? What year was it again? Tony, who replaced Claude Julian as Devil's Coach? Yeah, you are a resident Rain Man. Yeah. Oh. I'm Rain Man. Put me on the spot, man. I don't know. Yeah. Siri. Uh, you <laughs> know what? I bet Siri, who doesn't even watch hockey, all this does trivia. better you than you. Pick, you can't pull this from my hat? But you are a Siri, <laughs> can't Google it I didn't actually hear the email. I went to do something Claude Julian. Really fast. Claude Julian. Remember Claude Julian, the coach? Yes. Okay, who replaced him? Chris is on it. I hear some. I hear some clicking going on. This, I'm this looking, buddy. Well, give me a. Let me know, and I'll just go on with his letter here, because he was talking about you can't. You know, he's saying Claude Julian had a team shot a puck at him in practice. You can't recover from that lack of respect. Uh, he also remembers Lou putting McLean out of his misery before Christmas mm-hmm. and begging Lemaire out it of was retirement. That Lou. was justified. That's what he's talking about. Oh, Who it's shot Lou. The puck at him? Lou replaced Claude Julian. Oh, I remember that. Better. Okay. kind of says this you know uh to go yeah exactly to, you know okay that's yeah so that's the shot the puck on him was it needlemeyer wasn't it Niedlmeyer? i feel like that made some kind of Niedlmeyer? sense remember he's from <laughs> yeah. animal, house. animal house right same thing yeah. as nemec and nemec you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there wasn't but, but yet you're the only one that calls scott niedermeyer needlemeyer <laughs> I think this is true. Tony <laughs> Nemec's name is kind of fucked up. Timo, you call Timo. Keep on thinking I, of that progressive commercial with the emu. Every I'm time you talk about Timo Slani. When I'm thinking, they, they, well, you guys start saying names, right? Then, uh, you know. But Tony, do you know like enough about those fucked up letters? Because you're in Lithuania. It, it, the real letters, yeah, the little letter C. Yeah, the C has like a weird fucking thing over. Is that why we're supposed to go? Nemec or whatever you're fucking. Yeah, I'm starting, yeah, I'm starting to learn that now because here it's the same thing. All the names here have these little symbols over them, you know. And that was one of the things yeah. I had a when I had a teacher over here trying to teach me some of the Lithuanian language. Like yeah. a lot of those, it's really it's, it's a sometimes yes. you know, like they'll have a line and be like, oh, okay, I can hear the difference. And sometimes they'll be like, it means this or it means this, and it's like that's the same fucking sound, dude. I don't know. Yeah. So, but that's why I can't learn uh, Czech or what was it? What is he Czech? Right? Whatever the fuck he is. Nemec. Um, so what else you got? Yeah, so he's talking about he remembers, uh, you know, um, Lou putting McLean out of his misery and getting Lemaire back on the team. He goes on to say, and, and you know what? He makes a good point here. This might be his favorite version of Lemaire because we had Lemaire a few times, right? Mm-hmm, At this yeah. point, he was uh, he, he was right uh, to answer the media about anything with the Devils. Uh, let me see here. He was so right because he almost got them in the playoffs after an absolutely brutal start. That's true. And, um, yeah, he was also goes on to talk about DeBoer, right? Uh, it, they were great under him. And either Fane, if Fane could have hit a – or Kovalchuk could have – you know, they could have gone all the way there with that. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's mostly the parts I wanted to cover were some of those firings, you know? Because okay. I, I feel so like that is super is timely. A manager and just did what he felt he had to do. That's that's the point here, right? Like, not afraid it's to a, do it. You know, Lou is kind of unusual. He is, in some ways, a throwback, but even, like, beyond, like, how hands-on he was with this team. Come oh, right yeah. down I mean, to start coaching. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Fitzgerald, we, you know, we've been lauding him a lot, but, I mean, nobody's quite like Lou with that. I, could you imagine Fitzgerald acting in that way and just, you know, making some of those really – 
hard ass moves that you have to make if you're Lula Murillo. <laughs> well, Lula Murillo hope- ran a whole different, you know, think about how he ran things on this on that team. Like, you know, yeah. it's funny because I hear people, I actually see it a lot on social media. The newer people who didn't watch those devil teams, you know, they talk shit about Lou. But there was a certain right. thing with those devil teams. Like, you know, hey, I, me and Dan, we always had we had long hair, all these things. But I, I respected the fact you couldn't have this shit with that team. There was a certain thing, oh, yeah. thing you had to follow. And yeah. I love the fact that Lou would sit there on the bus and watch you walk on and check out what you know. I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, that's so today's society. Yeah, that's it's hard for that to work because everyone's very you know whatever these days. You can't really do that. But Lou oh, yeah. controlled like. He had a control, but he had a respect because I hear a lot of the old players from that team. I listen to a lot of those old, you know, the championship teams and they all, he had such respect and, you know, Lou yeah. would, he was, he was almost like a, an uncle Lou. He would call you up yeah. and, you know, he would, you and knew just he old was school. You. I, didn't I, want I think I shared that story. I came across about Sheldon Saray when he showed up to camp a, a couple yeah. pounds over yeah. and, and Lou, like first thing he does, put him on a scale and he goes, you know, he just fucking rips him a new one. Like, how do you come here like that? You know? Lou Lamarillo is, is been, but I'm just saying it's, it must be so funny on some level to stand back and see this like, right. athlete in the prime of their life who's like three pounds <laughs> overweight, and the fucking guy telling him he's a fat ass is Lou Lamarillo, who resembles Danny DeVito. You know, like come on, man, you don't have that yeah. body. T- but you know what? He ran that shit, and he, and, you're right, he commanded that respect, and and that's what Surrey said. It changed his whole career because uh, you know he was Lou Lamarillo telling him to get in his those- shit here. In those years that Lou, that the Devils won the Cups and they were always competitive and competing, there was nobody in the NHL that had a pulse on that league like Lou Lamorello. Nobody. And, you know, I do think that Lou is a little bit still stuck in his old ways to kind of maybe, you know, get the Islanders where they need to be right now. But for the time being, when he was there, he was the perfect guy. And I don't care – what team it was that he took over? If it was the Devils, if it was the Ducks, if it, he would have won cups with them. With yes. that style he implemented, him and Jacques Lemaire having the exact same vision of what to do with the team, and they organized it and executed it perfectly. And they were right. So, and, and they were so right they changed the league so yeah. that that style wouldn't work anymore because right. the Devils and, guys, and others had success with it. When I was in Tampa, we would go to – so the, the Devils would stay at a place called the Vinoy Hotel over in St. Petersburg. This is during the Lou uh, Lemaire era. And you would see, like, every morning, like, you watch like, the morning skate, they would basically come across. You could watch the teams practice a lot. You would always see Lou and Lemare walking to the arena together. And it was like, it was weird, but I you could think always it was see them leaving the same room in the morning, too, together. Exactly. No, but you just saw, like, there was a connection there. Lemare, and that team, like I said, room. man, the Devils, you know, when they, you would even tell the way they carried themselves. That, that team, you know, was just, uh, well, there were some players I heard that didn't want to go there because of that. They didn't like, you know, the, some of these younger players that were coming in the draft, they're like, there was a rumor, like, you go to the Devils, you can't even have, I guess it was like, you can't even have your chains hanging out of your Well, they used to lock them in the hotels out. at night and shit. Like, so if you're a young guy who wanted to, like, live it up, I mean, the Devils were, like, not the team to join. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was, he ran a tight ship. There was fucking curfews. They treated them like, uh, uh, you know, on Military. some level, uh, yeah, but and or like you know, you're part of this club here, this team, and like like they were all youngsters, and uh, but you're right, they commanded a lot of respect, and then the team like did grow up, and they got some leaders who were like, yeah, you know, like we just maybe you know, like Steven, so he was perfect fit at the perfect time yep. to, to to you know, and that's give what that, this team needs. That's yeah. what this team needs. This team needs to mature. They need to, time to yeah. They, well, up. they need to mature, and it'll happen, and we'll watch it happen over the course of the next couple of well, years. But yeah. in no way, shape, or form is that excuse what's happening this season. Yeah. So, 
And Dan, already... I want to I want to say one more thing about that the the curfews and stuff with these teams and Bob yeah. Bowman. You know, Scotty Bowman used to do this thing. I thought was he used to take a stick, right, goalie stick, I guess, or whatever, and put it at the lobby door with the person who was working that night. And every player had to sign this stick, and it was collected at a certain time. You know, and I guess I don't know if they were auctioning them off or whatever. But, you know, he knew where you were all the time, you know, Bowman. He would knew where if you were in that room because they when they would pick up, say, I think curfew might have been 10 or 9 or whatever, that stick would be picked up. And if your shit's not on there, he would know, you know. Wow. Yeah, Bowman was a hell of a coach, no doubt. So, Tony, you got some news? Yes. Let's, uh, let's do a little bit of news tonight. <laughs> oh, I missed that. All right, Tony, what do you got for us today? Yeah, you know what I want to start this out with, though, before I do this? I want my daughter turning three this weekend, my daughter Mila. If you listen to the show and Daddy's dead one day, I love you, honey. Happy birthday. Happy Daddy birthday is going to be dead one day. But <laughs> it's going to happen, but, but I just want to say, man. Man, three years old for my little daughter Mila. I took her, I tell you, I took her to two hockey games last week. She sat through the whole thing, watched, you know, she has my daughter loves it. She's only three, and she's I mean to sit her to have her sit through two hockey games, full games, and just that's you know, awesome, awesome man. Yeah. So I can't cool. love my little daughter. She's three, so I always want to say, you know, not that she's ever gonna hear this, but let's start out with uh do you guys see which I wasn't even gonna we'll bring play up the it story. for when you die. Maybe one of ten please listen do. to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By that time period, um, you guys see the Truba suspension. I'll start out with that, which I didn't actually have on the list, but uh, he I got did suspended. not see this. Uh, what is Do this? Tell. Like, Jacob finally he suspended. Suspended? Yes, two forever. Games. I hope. No, two, two games. games he suspended for uh, elbowing because he elbowed Pavel Dor- Dorfea, I guess, um, for Vegas. So he helped, so he got suspended tonight. So he's out for two games. Um, um, so you know, that and, was a, yeah, another crazy elbow, right? What was that other game recently? Yeah, you know, the league they seem not to love, want to do that to him, you know. But uh, well, yeah, he got suspended today. Two they games. League didn't want to give Tampa penalties tonight either. We didn't even discuss that. True, true. Uh, but, true. Yeah, regardless, go ahead, Tony. I don't want to so, get yeah, so off that, your that, that was one there. thing I wanted to bring up. Just I didn't know that. Know. I didn't know he got yes. suspended, which is awesome. I, I think he should get suspended longer and more often. Every day, yeah, two games. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so this this all this news is from the last week. So I was going to do it the last episode I was on, but uh, so Kyle McLean took a rookie lap uh, last week with his debut with the Islanders on Friday night. Um, they lost to the Blackhawks in that game in overtime. John McLean's son. Kyle is the son yeah. of John McLean. Oh, okay, um, the former Devils. You know, so yeah, he's assistant coach for the team. That's uh, awesome. Just, yes. Yeah, you know, his son playing for him. That's pretty freaking cool. He's uh, amazing. How did he do? Yeah, he was not, no points in that game, but he was he was an undrafted player. Um, you know, so that basically, yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's Devils related, and uh, I'm he an plays first player. Game. Exactly. You're what? Yeah. I'm an undrafted player too. That's true. I think we all are. Yeah. We should and just. I also did not get any points all... in that game. Me neither. <laughs> undrafted. <laughs> John's advice to Kyle pregame was: Don't forget to breathe. It's going to come quick. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's turning blue in and center just ice. Gotta, he's just, just flopping like breathe. a fish. <laughs> breathe, <laughs> breathe. Maybe it was uh, wedding night advice. If you think yeah. about it, could have been that. You Remember to breathe. Don't forget to breathe, and it's going to come. That's <laughs> just put your head in the pillow and clean up the snot bubble when you're done. Snot bubble. <laughs> the face wiping. Craig Ferguson um, had about like five or six euphemisms for that tonight. Uh, there were, a snot bubble might have been one of them. It was pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> it's like I was there. Mm-hmm. 
What else this you got? Was paint this was a cool story. Um, Keith Kachuk uh, surprised his late teammate, teammate Pavel Dimitra's widow, uh, Maya, with special news in a video that her husband, her, you know, we all know Pavel, uh, who was killed in a plane crash, you know, when the, uh, what was that back in, uh, what was it? What year was that when that plane went down? Um, God, I forget what the hell. I'll get to that in 1979. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, Keith Kachuk, who was also going to be uh, induced with. Uh, <laughs> going to be. I just want to laugh here. I'm trying not to speak. And Dan's got Dan's so Keith Kachuk's here. getting induced. So Keith, so Keith Kachuk's getting inducted into the St. Louis, St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame, and okay. Pavel is also. So he called up the wife and let her know. Um, you know, Dimitri played 16 seasons, eight of which were with the Blues from '96 to 2004. He ranked seventh in team history with 493 points, 204 goals, 289 assists in the 494 games september 7th 2011 he died in a plane crash which i do remember wow. this actually traveling to belarus um and it was actually there was a number you mean there was a 21 year old young devil that had played with the devils on that plane too um oh, wow. alexander basunov yeah he i think he only played like i think he only had one nhl goal but uh yeah that was uh, rusan Soleil was on that plane uh igor korolov brad mccrimmon rick I flair mean, rick flair but you know the thing with those Russian planes, man, is it's a, it's a mm-hmm. known thing around these areas is that yeah, they fall. They, they the don't trash. keep up with them. They don't keep up with them. No, no. they just they're they, they run like. I've shit. heard horror stories of guys that play in the KHL that like come came over from North America yeah. to go play in the KHL, and they're just like it's a great league to play in if you're okay with putting your life in serious jeopardy every well, time you get on a plane. Here's the thing. It's not just the aircraft. The aircraft are dangerous, but then sometimes like people it's, below that shooting well, at you. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> here's the other thing. No, right. it's not even that. You make sure you know everyone on that plane. Well, here's what you don't want to see on that plane. You look over and like, oh, wait, aren't you the journalist who just wrote something <laughs> right, shitty about exactly, Putin? Exactly. And, you know, like you're looking <laughs> at the sky and you're like, this is all adding up. We're going to get blown out of the sky because yep. there's a political dissident here. That's right. plane next to me because that's uh, what happens. I wouldn't that's exactly. That. That's why I, I would not play in the KHL ever. That and they haven't offered me a contract. That's the other reason. I've heard it's actually they they say too when you're a U.S. player and you go there, it's pretty rough. If you're any if you're not Russian, because those Russian coaches and stuff, they you know they cater more towards the Russian players. It's of a hard course. league. The traveling, the yeah. bus rides, and it's, it's it's tough. Obviously, you know. But I do remember that crash, and I remember it was like the whole team was just wiped out. You know, just wow. yeah, it was it was Belarus. You know, so. So yeah, so we're gonna in Florida state law. Next, nice. the next story Florida now. News. Now we're going Ooh. to the doom and gloom. So <laughs> I got the funeral I music. Kept my mic on for that one. <laughs> I could see that in your face. Oh, you making another? It was rough. It was rough. Shit himself. Almost. This just in. Just just in. Chris just shit needs himself. a change. Thank you, midget. Shocking report. All right. Remember, you had another item there, Tony. Yeah. What's your Florida story before we wrap up this show tonight? I got two more stories. I got a Jersey oh, okay. story and a Good. Florida. Actually, I, I got three. three. Yeah, in Good. Florida, state law requires that people report a body that they come across. Um, this is a thing there. But, a dead you know, body? A dead body. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. But failing to do so. Can, <laughs> I saw a guy walking across the street. Somebody. Failing to do so can <laughs> get you a misdemeanor. anybody. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I just walked into the gym and it's filled with bodies. I'm reporting it. I see bodies everywhere. <laughs> Well, now you get a misdemeanor for it. Now, now it's I you know, pe- now I you see get, I didn't know you could pass up dead bodies. <laughs> I see living people. <laughs> according to the, according to uh, the Senate, making the crime a felony would allow investigators to use search search warrants to find dead bodies that have been illegally dumped. So, I guess that was a problem they were having. 
So of course um, it was. <laughs> well, people will hide. It says people will hide, you know, bodies Inside. to collect checks, you know, to, you know, so oh, right. like social security yeah, stuff, social security right. checks. This is the land of alligators. Just feed it right. to an alligator. That's what I was just thinking. Like, Florida's yeah. got to be the easiest place well, to get rid of a body. I don't think you can leave one out for more than 20 minutes. No. It's going to be gone. Did They're taking, like, toddlers and right. dogs. It's like everything. putting a fucking uh, pristine couch out on the sidewalk. It's yeah. gone like that. Like, grandma, you guys did a video <laughs> last month of that lady getting a torso. Oh, it was an alligator the walking through the road in Florida. Yeah. There was a woman in her mouth. Like It, it was crazy. Wow. They had a big thing on the news. Yeah, the alligator was just walking by. I think it was Orlando. Was or She was dead? Yeah, she, it was her, just her torso. He had like it was an alligator walking across the middle of the daytime. Right. Just with this giant. Somebody called to report that body. Yeah, they yeah, it was on the news. Yeah. They reported the body. Uh, yeah, there's so an they, alligator they don't get a walking see? down my street <laughs> and half a body in his mouth. Oh, they didn't get to, yeah, they yeah. didn't get the misdemeanor. So I got two what, more for you. Here. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, dog owners in this is, uh, Italy. Um, now you're forced basically to turn your pet's DNA over because now they will keep the DNA on record to find out who is not cleaning up their dog's shit. No, 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 this is the government of Lozano City and the surrounding towns in its region is setting up a database for almost what kind of dog shit problem do they have that they have to pass a fucking law, right? I walk around every time I almost step in a spicy meatball, clean up your dog of meatballs. What's the matter for you? Now, I think this, I was going to say, it sounds something more the French would do. Like, you know, we will find out who it is. <laughs> One of you. We, we will know. get to the bottom of this. Well, now, we yeah, know it is your Cocker Spaniel. I have I the know. DNA. Exactly. <laughs> so the, yes. the veterinary department has said 10,000 dogs have already been registered. Uh, once up and running, the abandoned shit could get you, get you about a 500 euro fine. I'm calling shit on this like story. I do not believe Look any government it is entity. True. I actually and I actually double checked the story because I thought the same that thing. That just seems this has to like, be ridiculous. Wow, this Tony is actually kind of project. Like, I double check my information. He's taking it. Right? He's <laughs> no, fucking. No, he's like, checking his funny. sources. This is awesome. Like, are you fucking serious? Tony A. Cub reporter will not be. Methods impugned. All right, that sounds insane. I'm calling dog shit on this story. Dog shit induced. Ocean City, New Jersey. Uh, oh, police yeah. have arrived. Police arrived at an apartment in Ocean City, New Jersey, after receiving a call from a man claiming he had just killed his mother. When they arrived, they found that Jeffrey, 46-year-old Jeffrey Surgeon, naked and covered in blood, he was also on top of a headless body of his mother, according to the documents. He called the police at 4 p.m. that day, admitting his bipolar, he's bipolar and killed his mom. There was a video found of his mom's just head happened. rolling through the hallway. Oh, my God. A surveillance video, yeah, showed the head roll out of the apartment at a high rate. Um, yeah, and it hit the they hit a wall and bunch in the bushes. So like compared to other heads, <laughs> did he did he was, like have round did he have though. his hand like you would a bowling ball, Wait, I, or did he like did he did like sidearm this thing like you do when you're fooling around with a bowling ball? Like in other words, did he throw it insert like a bowling three ball. fingers <laughs> and then bowl? Yeah, did he nose and mouth? If you're committed then... to bowling with a head, what do you do? Do you like you know? Do you actually try to find? I probably kick it like ew. <laughs> Well, after well, he rolled the head out, I just of can't see ball. any head rolling well. Or, uh, I would see you no way you're rolling a head straight. Yeah, it's going to turn to the right or the left. Heads like, are easier than others. Like, Some I think heads Bobby's are head that's might how be big okay. the head is. Yeah, I but, think Bobby. I think you could roll. Bobby's your head. head's a little <laughs> oblong. I think you got to stay in a linear, like straight line with it, and you'll be fine. Yeah. But if you get that, I don't know. Tony might have might have the roundest head. Yeah. 
My you have to get awful. rid of his hair, though. You have to yeah. shave his head. But I, but still, no matter how you cut it, the nose has got to get in the way. How are you bowling? So. Totally yeah, the nose is going to just pop it up. You're not going to be able to, to roll a good head with the nose. <laughs> if you cut the nose off, you might have a shot. Spike but then the where are you putting your fingers? <laughs> I know. Well, in the video, bowling with your seen... human head is extremely flawed. I feel like only one person in New Jersey knows the answer to these questions, and it's and the it's guy. A, it's John Schizophrenic. Right? What's his name? What's his name? Sergeant? I, John Sergeant. Probably Sergeant. Sergeant, I believe, the Sergeant or some shit. But in the video, they saw him roll the head out, and then they saw him peeking out the window, and then he also was singing Jesus Loves Me as the police came and arrested him. Well, so at least he's down with he the will Lord. not be released on bail. Wow, that's, yeah, uh, that's pretty. I didn't hear about that story. That's only yeah. like an I, hour away. Ocean City. Ocean, City. Ocean City. I like that. It's, but I also feel like maybe this happened because it's a dry town. Do you think like, if he was drunk, that? he'd be better? Maybe. You think if he yeah. was able to be like, you know what? Before I fucking get naked, cut my mother's head off, and try to bowl with it, I'm gonna go pack. get myself a six pack. Yeah. Right. Like right. I'm just gonna chill the fuck out before I do anything that I might regret. Maybe it right. puts me to sleep. You know, I think that you're right. I think, think we can tomorrow. completely blame the municipality of Ocean City, New Jersey on and that I, one. I stayed in a hotel there once that is like, was already like a license. haunted hotel. And I feel like this is probably where it happened. Right? <laughs> like I could, it's like it's like basically the shining of uh, New Jersey, Ocean City. I got up some pictures of this place, too, because when we stayed there, I'm like, what is this fucking place? It was so weird. It had like this old, you know, one of those like tubs that are like, I don't know, like, you know. Like the old cloth bath, but it wasn't like nice. It was a shitty place. Had like exposed like electrical, but it sounds like a haunted hotel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the same place. Did it have a fucking condemned sign over the door before you walked in? It should have. It should have. Right. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. We will be back next week, even though there's no hockey to talk about. Bob, did you have something you wanted to throw in? I'm sorry. Just want to plug the most exciting hockey game I've seen in the last couple. I saw this, and it was my kids' elementary school league play this morning yes. they were down 10 to 4 going into the third period with 48 seconds left they tied it at 10 10 <laughs> coach called a timeout created a set play 12 seconds later game winning goal and then they had to hold it off for 30 seconds 36 seconds it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen from a bunch of seven to 11 year olds that's awesome that it was so cool it was a comeback of comebacks um, wow it was, it was very special to, to, to maybe experience. we should get that coach yeah and yeah. bring him in yeah. One of our I'm down with that. Ten goals. Jesus. Was uh right? Was the other opposing coach named Rough by any chance? Not that I know of. Oh and it was God. especially good because this goaltender on the other team, which is, it's a rivalry. It's kind of like if it was Brick and Tom's River, you know. So it was really close. Um, was actually the best goaltender I've seen to date. Yeah. Um, so it looked like it's it's the game started off really well in the first period, like two two. It looked like they were just playing the best fundamental game we've seen all year. <clears throat> Second got out of control. Sounds familiar, right? And then the third is just like, well, you know, if they get one or two. And the way they came back on this goaltender, who, again, is the best I've seen so far this year, was just kudos to these kids, man, because apparently the coach had heard the kids talking on the bench saying, well, I guess this isn't, this isn't our game. You know, this one got away. And uh, he talked to them about it after, about, you know, the lesson you just learned from this coming back six goals down. So. That's impressive. So, Bobby, how's that parent interaction there? Because I know, you know, I used to coach baseball in, actually in Florida, and – Man, the fucking parents. Is it like, nah, is it controlled group. there? Good, good, good that's good, man. Because that's, I don't know, I don't know how, like, all you guys had your kids in sports and stuff. But man, some you know of those what? parents, it's an elementary it's league, especially so hockey. They have to take anyone from like five or six years old up to 11. So Sorry. there's a big disparity of talent 
So you just kind of accept it that you might go out on a line with somebody who's six years old. It's just what it is to get ice time. So everybody's really cool. It's, it's not a um, yeah. That's awesome. how it's when I coached league. hockey. Yeah. When I was coaching hockey for like three years with those kids, because we moved from like U6 to U8 to U10. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in U8, you know, we did bring a couple of kids up that were a year or two kind of below, but we were able to get them in because they had played with the same team for a couple of years. All those parents, I never dealt with one asshole parent. Like they were just awesome. awesome and grateful. And the kids, as long as the kids are having fun and learning, they were Awesome. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I, but they were also young. I think maybe when they get older is when this, the this is competition well, you're stepping right. up. It's, it's just like a once you get into high school, the parents get fucking nasty, right? Yeah, this is like a six hundred dollars school league, so that they stay with their peers who they're going to go to school with all the way through high school. This is not the three thousand dollar travel league. I'm going right. well, to the, the travel league. Gets, travel I, league I tell you what, I play like, with a lot of guys who coach the travel leagues, and yeah. it gets fucking crazy, dude. The parents are maybe in some ways worse than the high schoolers. Yeah. Because the travel leagues, like, um, the, which one you're going to be on, which part of it. And like, you know, they're constantly like, they'll, they're, these parents are talking shit about their, each other's kids. They're getting in fist yeah, fights. That's fucked up. It's I insane. see it at baseball too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. Stay yeah. classy parents. Um, it's, yeah, no, it can be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. There's a lot no, of good it people. Should. It in should. It's not about you. That's it. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the kids, but no matter how old they are. So we are going to wrap this one up. Like I said, we will be back next week. We will discuss the you know, all-star game and maybe there'll be some devil news this week. If so, of course, we will be getting on and jump talking about that. Um, wherever you're listening to us, a like, a five-star review, a positive comment, a subscription, a download goes a long way in helping us promote this show, uh, which we appreciate all you guys that do check us out and drop us the emails and, uh, you know, just make this kind of a lot more fun. So we appreciate you guys for Tony, Dan, Bobby. I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Puckers out. Bye-bye. It's over, Johnny.